Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 42. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to start our arc of... Friendship. With the first of one of our buddies' decks. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back from the world of adventure. How you doing? I'm good. What's going down? Whole ton. We're going to start our first... Wait, start our first. Hell with it. We're going to continue our arc of yeah, friendship gonna, gonna with the first actual is, deck. It's kind of our second episode in the arc of friendship, but the first actual deck. Yes. So we actually have a list today, which we'll get to where you can find that in a little bit. But uh, I think it's going to be really cool. And this is a really neat deck. And it kind of throws back to another thing that we've been talking about and railing against for the entire time we've had a podcast. Uh, the scrapbook and ninnies? No, a different thing. I won't say it because... The church? No, we haven't really used them in a long time. If you church. Yeah. Christian Coalition Outreach, give us our email back. Stealing our emails. Scum. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool episode. We'll get into what we're talking about and whose deck we're talking about and why we're talking about it in a little bit. But I think we have a little bit of housekeeping we got to take oh, care of first. Oh, yeah. Lots of housekeeping. Good stuff to talk about. Um, Run through our social media coordinates as fast as you can. We're CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can find this deck and any other deck we talk about in the future. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. You can also find us at commandercookout on Patreon, edhrec.com, Commander Society, Google Play, iTunes. That is all. Tappedout.net. Tappedout.net. I already said that. CCO Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Did it. That was like radio commercial announcer voice into... (laughs) Ran out of voice. Ran out of voice with (laughs) your nuts and a vice. Yeah, yes, that's, that's basically what that was. No, yeah, oh, you know what that is? That's how cold it is outside. It's so cold today. It's unrelenting. It's it's never going away. No, this is our new life. This is our life now. We live in hell. Yes, the middle of Dante's hell. Yes, and well, oh yeah, the middle where it's cold. That's right. Very Satan is so. frozen up to his waist in ice, and he's chewing on Judas Caesarian in one hand, and he's like, I don't know what he's doing with the other guys, but he's doing something terrible to some other people there too. Yeah, I was thinking, man, I want to move to California. Then I was like, ooh, wait, no, it's underwater. Yeah, somebody that's under mud. Sorry, California. Yeah, it's kind of strange, right? They have the wildfires burning all the trees, and the tree roots are all gone, so you have nothing to protect from mudslides, and the mudslides are going to happen, and now they're going to fucking start starving because all their mud fell onto their houses. That's how the earth changes. Yeah. The only difference between now and like five billion years ago is there's a bunch of humans here that actually make a big deal out of it. Yeah. (laughs) That makes us sound like terrible people. We feel for you. We do. If you're in California, please take care of yourself. Yep, very much so. Speaking of taking care of yourself and people, got some shout-outs. Ooh. Shout-outs. Shout-out to, oh, get this, Cameron and the other Laboratory Maniacs from Laboratory Maniac Podcast. They commented a bunch on the Yidris episode. They commented on, uh, or they sent us an email about the Scrap Atraxa episode. <laughs> so here's the thing. If you like Competitive Commander, C-E-D-H, Competitive E-D-H, go check out Laboratory Maniacs. They have podcast. They got YouTube channel where they do deck techs. Ooh. Yes. I've been looking at some of the lists that Cameron sent me and uh, tweaking a few decks. Ooh. Oh. Very much so. <clears throat> Shout out to Andy and Kyle, Legendary Creature Podcast. Wow. They sound like us, kind of, which is awesome, but F you for sounding like us. Yeah, don't stick our steak. Don't take our shtick, or we'll stake you in the heart. With a stick. Yeah. Or my dick. The beef is on. (laughs) (laughs) The beef is on. Uh, Tim White followed us on Podomatic. Wow. Great segue into how to beat the scrapbooking ninnies. I posted on Twitter, following and sharing directly from our Podomatic page. Number one way to take down the scrapbooking ninnies. Yeah, we were back in the number two slot there for a little while. The number two slot. Number two. Two. But it turns out that the scrapbooking ninnies are like 
not only are they the number one games and hobbies podcast, they're also like in the top, let's say, call it 15 on all of Podomatic. Yeah, we've so, got to crush them. Yeah, so catching them would both be amazing and, and difficult. I wonder if they're like paying off the owners of Podomatic, saying, hey, keep us, keep us here, keep us here. They might be. I hate them. Yeah, I hate them too. I listen to them sometimes. I hate them. Okay, two more, sh- oh, three more shout outs. Kyle and Corey Schultz, new Patreons. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Especially Kyle became number one supporter on Patreon. What? He is the man. He is the man. Yes. If me and you were like the president and king of CCO Nation. Yeah, I'd be the king, right? Yeah, I don't know what's like higher, president or king. Well, I look better in a crown. Maybe. I look better in a suit. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. If I'm the president and Brando's the king, uh, he would be our archduke. (laughs) 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 Or something. I don't know. What else is really good? Secretary of Defense. I like Archduke. I like Archduke too. Yeah. So Kyle and Corey, good on you. Um, I think they're related, but they didn't say that they're related. They just Patreoned on the same day and have the same last name, and I asked them, and they didn't say no. Way to be related, guys. Yep. Excellent. Family love. Yeah. Yes. Perfect for the arc of friendship. Yes. Yes. Although you, sometimes families don't like each other, right? Oh, that's a yeah. thing. I'm sorry if you come from that kind of a situation. Mr. The Third. Ooh. Contest winner from a few weeks ago. Yeah, Ro- like him. Lloyd N. Roberts the Third made a deck list, sent it in. I told him we'd give him a shout out. Shout out to you. Contest winner. Way to go, Mr. The Third, and thanks for the deck list. We'll uh, see about using that later on. And um, shout out to Steve Smith. Who's that? Smitty. Oh, is, from, that his, is that his real name? From F.U. Smitty, friend of the show. Yeah, I guess it's our friend in real life. Became a patron. Aw, oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, he's the second actual actual friend of the show patron. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Neat. So we're playing the other night, and I've been tweaking a few decks, like I said. I'm tweaking Vona, Butcher of Magan, Magan. Whatever. And I'm playing the shit out of this deck. And I'm creaming everybody. You're pissed off. Uh, JJ's sitting next to me and he's getting his ass beat. And I'm at like 700 life. Smitty goes, doubling season. Then Smitty goes, nickel bolus. Sack seven permanents. Take seven. Discard seven. <laughs> oh, F you, Smitty. That was the one game I think that ever happened where mill mattered. Oh. Because I actually had all. I actually oh, yeah. did have. Every single threat in my deck milled. Yeah. The only thing I had to win the game was the land that was left in my library, because I searched it to see if I could find something, and it was all land. <laughs> yeah, you cheating bastard. And the two creatures I had in play and the three that I had in my hand. That's all I had to win the game. Ugh. Yeah, so I had 11 cards left in my library, all of which were land, and nothing. I hate, I hate that game, and I hate that deck. But I like playing against the deck, and we're talking about that deck today. Yes, we are. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Smitty's Planeswalker deck was the deck that went doubling season Nicol Bolas. Yeah, he's that guy. Yep. In the same game, JoJo was in the game, and we're talking about that deck next week. Yeah. So stay tuned. Another friend deck. Yeah. Exciting. Well, we won't tell you what the next week's deck is, though. Uh, No. No. Teasers. What, what we do want to go over, now that we've teased Smitty's deck real quick, is... The giveaway. Oh yeah, our contest winner. We have we have a contest winner this week, and the details on the prizes for the friendship arc giveaway. Yeah, we've actually now that we have some Patreon support from you guys, thank you very much. We are gonna start kind of reinvesting some of that money back into uh, prize support for the show. So we've decided that for the arc of friendship, since you are all of you know all kinds of our buddies now, we're going to start giving away 
Uh, every two weeks, we're going to have a giveaway based on something that we've kind of talked about somewhere else in the show. So keep listening, and we'll have a, a little stack of cards that we'll be giving away every couple of weeks. So make sure that you're liking, sharing, subscribing yeah. to, to be in, entered into getting those. I think per arc, right? Every arc, we want to keep the contest like on theme, right? So last time, we were asking for a Sliver Planeswalker. And we got a bunch of submissions. Yeah, we did. We picked a good one. And we're going to give away a bunch of foil slivers. Yeah. That's better than a kick in the nuts. Correct. Well, lots of things are better than a kick in the nuts. But specifically, this is this is what I have in my hand. I'm holding them right now. I've got a... And a bunch of them are actually from the Premium Deck Series slivers, uh, which is... I mean, it's, they're still foil. Yeah. Still cool. And you're still getting, I don't know, Sliver Overlord in foil. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Gemhide Sliver. Cool. Probably the most important sliver in the deck. Mana Weft is a little better now, but... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a Mana Weft, but I did have a Megantic sliver. Ooh. That's an aggro one. Um, six drop sliver, all sliver, get plus three, plus three. Nothing to stick, a stick at? No. Way cheaper than Legion. Yes, very much so. Brood sliver. Whenever a sliver deals combat damage, its controller may put a, another sliver into play. Nice. Muscle Sliver, he's a mini Megantic Sliver. Yeah. Sliver, get plus one, plus one. Pump Sliver. Flying Sliver, sh uh, Flash Sliver, Haste Sliver, Shroud Sliver. Very good. Very, very good important. one. Very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't have to target Slivers. They just all give each other all abilities. Yeah. Yep. And Virulent, Virulent Sliver? That's the one that gives... It's kind of like Infect, but it's a shitty Infect. Yeah. It gives them Venomous one, so it deals regular damage and they get one poison counter. I think the so if you had ten of him, <laughs> yes. I don't know how you do that. Yeah, but yeah. if you have ten of him, people are gonna people are gonna die from poison. Yeah, I think the it's the poison <laughs> sliver, right? It's yeah. the one that has air quotes infect. Yeah. So you're gonna be that guy. Someday they'll have infect, and on that day, people will cry. Yes. And cry and cry on their little cock shaped pillows because people like me are gonna start playing slivers again. <laughs> So, Brando made one. We wanted to talk about it real quick because it's planeswalker.deck today. It's Sliver Planeswalker, and we've got a Sliver Planeswalker winner. So, yeah. what, what did you come up with? Sliver Queen, Planeswalker. <laughs> Wooberg. I didn't come up with a sweet name. I'm sorry. So, it's Wooberg for six loyalty Planeswalker. Tick up one, you get a Sliver Token. Yeah. Color Sliver Token. Pretty standard. That's like, makes it seven, so it's a seven, seven for Wooberg, kind of yeah. like the card, and it gives you a token like Sliver Queen. Like the card. Huh. So it's a throwback to the actual card. Okay, I like that. Minus two, discard a Sliver card from your hand, search your library for any Sliver card, put it into your hand. Sliver Tutor. Correct. Yep. Very cool. And then minus eight, we can get into why it's only eight, you get an emblem that says Sliver cards in your graveyard count as if they were in play. Ooh. So if you have the pump sliver or the shroud sliver and they die and they hit the bin, you're going to still have those abilities for all your slivers that are in place. Once you get your sliver emblem. Right. So it's like powerful. That. It's game-breaking. It'll probably win you the game, but it requires investment that you can get from Sliver Queen Planeswalker by mm -hmm. discarding them into your bin and finding a new one to then discard into your bin if you want or play and have it die. Mm -hmm. But it's not so game-breaking it's going to win immediately, like, we actually did have one. Yeah, because like, you can't just discard, 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 and then hope to get the emblem to make all of those guys in your graveyard count. Yeah, you still have to start ticking her back up, right? Yeah. And probably what you're going to end up with is three colorless, abilityless sliver tokens, and then they'll have some abilities of whatever have died throughout the course of the game. So I think I it's. I don't mind that. You have like, yeah. you make three slivers, you get your emblem, and then you have like three super slivers. Yeah. 
I think it's pretty fair. It's fairly it's aggressively costed, so it's gonna like draw some hate towards it, so that it's mm-hmm. playable, and you're not just gonna like hide it behind the chip bowl for eight turns until you can alt it and give everybody the finger. Smitty. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's kind of was my thinking behind the one that I built. That was the one I envisioned. And if Wizards hears this and wants to print that card, I demand a foil one. Yes. Because it was my idea. Me too. And we'll give them away, so send us lots. Yeah. 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 So we have a winner picked here of the submissions. One Mark Niels. Nils? Niles? Show it to me. Your name has like five letters, but I totally screwed it all up. I'm going to say Niles. I'm going to say Niles. Mark Niles. He's the actual only one that gave Sliver Queen a name, other than like Sliver Queen Planeswalker, Sliver Queen Transcendent, like you had suggested. Yep. Thorax the Infiltrator? You don't really get the name, but it's a name. It's a name. I dig it. Wooberg, Loyalty 6, like yours. Yep. But his is plus two. And plus two gives you choose one, vigilance, haste, trample, flying, or death touch. Until end of turn, sliver creatures you control gain this ability. Ooh. That's kind of neat. That is kind of cool. Can, you can pick whatever sliver you don't have and give it the ability, right? right. You you don't have uh, trample sliver. You don't have winged sliver. Then you pick flying. Oh, all my slivers fly. Okay. Minus two. Create two one-one slivers. Seems good. Yep. And then you can give them death touch and... Uh... Trample and haste and all kinds of stuff. Very to, much so. I think yeah. the common theme between all of the submissions was create a sliver or create two slivers. Makes that was sense. A, that was a thing on all of them. So good yeah. on you for kind of knowing what the card should do. Now, the minus 10 is search your library for any number of sliver creature cards and put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Dang. So you tick up, tick up, like two turns, and then minus 10, get all your slivers. It's Nisa. <clears throat> is, that, is that a Nisa thing where she does that with elves? Uh, yeah, somebody, like the the first Nisa. Somebody does that. There's a, there's a Planeswalker that does that. It's a it's an ability that wins you the game, which is what, Every time. Which is what most ultimates should do. Yeah. And that's why you don't, you're not allowed to get them. Right. Right. right? Oh, that's, that's a pretty easy one to get to. That one takes the same amount of time as mine. But it will win you the game 100% yeah, like of the time. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah. If I was Wizards, I'd maybe look at the abilities. Maybe the uh, the plus one, or like the plus ability is a plus one instead of a plus two. So yeah. you're going to plus it four times, and then it still dies instead of plusing it only two. Yep. Something like that. But, uh, Mark, you've won yourself a stack of sliver cards, and I've got them in my hand here, so we're going to get after you and get your address and send them out. Yeah. Very much so. And who knows, maybe like the last foil giveaway we did, there'll be a couple extras. Who knows? Who knows? Who can say? Only us, actually. Yeah, we can, but we're not going to because we're jerks that way. Yes, very much so. Okay, other contest. Arc of Friendship. Arc of Friendship. Arc. I've got a little stack in my hand here. Okay. Fanning them out so Brando can see them. Ooh. CCO Staple. CCO Staple. Perforos, God of the Forge. That's the... Dude comes into play, deal two to all the all your opponents. And friends. And friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perforos doesn't have any fucking friends. His friends are Goblin Bombardment. Yeah, second gonna, dude do a damage. You're going to get one of those. That's a finisher after you've made a whole bunch of tokens yeah. and done damage with Perforos. How are you going to make tokens, you say? Mm, how about a Mere Battlesphere? Word That's one. Now, I know Mere Battlesphere has been printed a lot, but it still goes in Perforos decks. Yep. Right alongside Mere Incubator, old one, 
Mirrodin. Mirrodin. Search your library for any number of artifacts, exile them, make that many mirrors. So I don't know, maybe you have 20 artifacts in your deck that you s exile and deal 40 damage instantly with Perforos. That's pretty good. And then if anybody's you know playing Vona.deck, like the life gain deck, you just take those 20 uh, mirrors and sack them all to Goblin Bombardment. Yeah, there's 20 more. There's 20 more? Yeah. Okay. Let's say that that's not enough. Okay. Warstorm Surge. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield that you control, deal a damage equal to its power. power. Nice. Okay. So there's an extra uh, 20 damage on that same scenario. Yep. Still not enough? Never. How about a Furnace of Wrath to double all that damage? Ooh. So all the damage that we talked about there, what are we at? Like uh, 70? 70. How about 140? Now we're talking. Yes. And just for good measure, and it's foil... Ooh. A goblin slide. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may pay one. If you do, put a 1-1 goblin with haste onto the battlefield. Nice. Minor saw play in Zada for a brief moment in time. Yeah, if you um, had lots of big mana, you could do that. Lots of big mana. You just cast your spells while you're storming and continue to get more and more goblins. Very important. Um, you, could you, use more it, you could use it in Perforos if you want to go the goblin route. Yes. A little bit underpowered, but foil, so you're getting a free foil. And it's a nice foil. And sometimes you just need to say, fuck everything in the direction that you point this card in. It's Urza's Rage from Invasion. Ooh. Yes, I had a playset. <laughs> <laughs> it's an instant for red two, kicker of red eight. <laughs> Urza's Rage can't be countered by spells or abilities. Okay, can't be countered. Urza's Rage deals three damage target creature or player. Okay, for three yeah. mana, can't be countered? It's not good enough. No. If you paid the kicker cost, instead, Urza's Rage deals 10 damage to that creature or player, and the damage can't be prevented. Ooh. So, I don't know, you do your Furnace of Wrath, and then you do your Urza's Rage, take 20. It's not bad. Can't be countered, can't be prevented. This is fire. <laughs> Screw that. I like Urza's Rage better. <laughs> Urza's Rage is a much more flavorful card. I agree. I'm throwing it in there because I like Urza's Rage, and I have... The winner... Uh, oh, no, we don't have the winner no. selected for this yet. No, we have no winner selected, but we will. Yeah. So any kind of... This is just basic giveaway. Follow us, support us, please. <laughs> any <laughs> any shares or likes or whatever, we'll throw your name into the draw drum. We'll pull a name out of a hat in two weeks, and we will give away that pile of cards that we talked about. Yes, and the final thing, and this is quick because there's far less dollar values in this package, but I do have a lands package. Ooh. And this goes back to what we've been harping about on the show about um, budget five-color mana bases. We talked about it in Yidris. We talked about it in Sliver Queen in the last arc. I'm sure we're going to talk about it in today's episode because it's a five-color deck. Yep. I've got in my hand a set of tri-lands. I've got some foil vivid lands. I've got a gemstone mine, which is like seven bucks now. Dang. Yeah. How? It's in any color land that goes into like competitive EDH decks because it's going to give you any land and you only need it like one time. Comes into play with a mining counter on it and you remove a mine counter to get a man of any color. It's also in ledge. Ledge? LED dredge. Ah. So it's in a legacy deck too. Yeah, okay. So anyways, yeah. land.package. Yeah, we'll be giving that one away at a later date. Yep. So just like and subscribe, listen, share. Take down the ninnies. Yeah, that's the main goal here. We're trying to bribe you guys so that we can take down two scrapbooking ladies that we don't even know. <laughs> they might make us sound petty, but we all need goals, and that's ours. So yes. there it is. Okay, so I guess we talked prizes. We did shout-outs. Should we talk about a, a deck list? I suppose we're at, we are a magic podcast. Nice. We should probably talk about magic stuff. Okay. 
Okay, so Smitty's recipe. Planeswalker.deck. He didn't name the deck. I feel kind of bad about that. Or did he name it? Did he name it? Uh, Smitty, if you're listening. Sorry. What the hell's the name of your deck? Just tell us. Yeah. Five color butt sex. I don't know. <laughs> Five color turns that are long sitting at the end of the table where nobody can see what I'm doing. Dot deck. <laughs> If I sound bitter, it's just because this is the deck that Smitty tends to play when we're all like eight, well, me and Ryan are five or six beer deep, and the turns are really long, and it's late, and I just, I'm not paying the attention I should be, and all of a sudden it's like, ultimate this Planeswalker, why the hell did you play that? <laughs> I've had him in play for ten turns, Brando, I announced it to JJ, yeah. and then he didn't do anything about it, or say anything about it, it's fine. Brando, you already attacked this Planeswalker three times, you knew it was here. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Okay, so let's get into it. 15 creatures. 15 creatures. Most of which are mana dorks. Some of which are just kind of, I don't know, aggro includes? Finisher includes? Yeah, finisher includes. I've got some notes on those a little bit later on in the show. Let's cover the little guys, the guys that are doing their jobs to power the deck. Okay, so we've got Birds of Paradise. We all know Birds of Paradise. We've got a really cool guy called Drover of the Mighty. He's a 2-2 for 1 from, uh, uh, what's it called? The most recent set. It's got dinosaurs Ixalan. in it. Ixalan. Thank you. Uh, he gets plus two, plus two if you control the dinosaur. That's just kind of a thing. But he's a he also taps for any color of mana. So he's like a one, one bird for two. Hmm. Kind of neat. Could be a three, three for two. I like the zero, two for two from Invasion better. Uh, y- what the heck? Utopia tree? Yes. Yep. That's a good one. That two, could be two, in here. Two in- toughness. Just saying. It could be in here instead of. Druid of the Anima. It's a 1-1 for 2. Elf Druid taps for red, green, or white. What else do we got in here? We got a Noble Hierarch. We all know Noble Hierarch. She's a 1-2-1, one, one, or 0-1 for 1. Exalted. Add Bant colors to your mana pool. I like that one. And what else we got? We got a, Seven got a, trillion dollars. Got a Rattleclaw Mystic. It's a 2-1 for 2. Add Timmer colors. She also has Morph. When you Morph her, you get green, blue, red. Pretty good. And that's it. The rest of them are all big, big... We, face crushes. You know, we should note that Sun Titan is in there, and he is playing fetch lands, and he is playing these mana dorks that he could get back. Yes. So Sun Titan, whenever he enters a battlefield or attacks, you can get a three drop back from your graveyard to play. And he's a six inch, six six vigilance for six. six 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 vigilante. Ooh. Yes. So I like that guy. The other ones we'll talk about later. Instance four. Just four, and they're uh, counterspell, path to exile, render silent. That's another counterspell with a uh, silence attached to it. And Worldly Council. Worldly Council, Smitty? Come on, play Brainstorm or anything. Yeah, or Mystical Tutor. He's playing a five-color deck, so it's got domain. Look at the top X cards of your library, where X is the basic land types among lands you control. Put one of them into your hand. The rest go to the bottom of your library. Yes. So it lets you dig five cards deep, which is not negligible. It's not bad, but you could do better. I I think that Brainstorm might be better, because maybe in that top five cards... Or maybe it's only the top three cards, like in Brainstorm, for one less mana. You get to keep all three of the cards you see, if you want. You put, you draw three, then you take two from your hand, put them back on top of your library in any order. Still an instant. A um, little bit more skill intensive, but a lot more reward if all three cards you see you want to keep. So, Brainstorm. Sorceries. Eight. Eight sorceries. Probably ramp, right? No. Or, f- or fixing. No. Oh. No. Tell me more. We've got All Suns Dawn. For each color, return one target card from your graveyard to your hand. For each color, I guess, you get 
five cards. Yeah, yeah, five yeah, cards yeah back you cast you get five cards back, one and, of each color. And you also have to exile on All Sun's Dawn. That's very important. So you can't just return it with itself. Hmm. Got Conflux. It's another sorcery for Wooberg 3. Search your library for one card of each color into your hand. Whew, that card's a wrecking ball. Day of Judgment. It's a sweeper. Demonic Tutor is a tutor. Diabolic Tutor is also a tutor. Last Stand is a little weird. We can this get is, it. This is weird. Read this one because I bet you lots of people don't know this card. Okay, Last Stand. Wooberg for a sorcery. Target opponent loses. Hang on a second hand. All right, really close. There's a novel on here. Target opponent loses two life for each swamp you control. Last Stand de- deals damage to target creature equal to the number of mountains you control. Create a 1-1 green sapling creature for each forest you control. You gain two life for each plains you control. Draw a card for each island you control. Then discard that many cards. Holy shit. So I've seen Last Stand kill somebody with the swamp ability yep. and take out a creature and give Smitty two blockers and draw him a couple cards. The life gain, don't care. Yeah, the life gain is totally irrelevant. So the card does like four legitimate things. It does four really good things and one maybe relevant thing, yeah, but probably one, not. One I'll take it thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take it for the additional mana that it made the card cost. Yeah, it made yeah. the card cost one more, so I'm getting something for it. Weird include if you wanted... Any of those things, any of those five things, one for each color, play a card that does that depending on your meta. If you're playing a five-color deck and just want to throw Wooburg cards in, like if I think Smitty said at one time he wanted to switch this to um, Ramos, Dragon Engine. Yeah. That card definitely stays in. Absolutely. Because it's going to do work and it's going to make your uh, Ramos bigger. Yeah, Very but, good. Uh, if you want any of those effects, play a dedicated card for that effect. Also, this card without Prismatic Omen. Oh, Prismatic Omen is here. Hey, Good on you, Smitty. Excellent. Yep. There you we'll go, get Smitty. into Prismatic Omen in a bit. Good art on Last Stand, too. Ron Spencer, my favorite artist. Very cool. Uh, then finishing out our Sorcery Suite, we have a Ponder. Everybody knows Ponder. And a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what this is for. Maybe Smitty can text it in. CCO Nation, if you have any idea why you would ever <laughs> include this card in any EDH deck, you let us know. Vampiric Touch is a Sorcery from Portal for Black 2... Vampiric Touch deals two damage to your opponent. You gain two life. It's a Siphon Soul. What the fuck's it doing in this deck? (laughs) I think, I think it's supposed to be a Vampiric Tutor. Well, that's not what it says on the card, Ryan. No, it doesn't. Tutor and Touch might start with the same letter, but that is the the extent of the similarities of those words. Alphabetically, if I'm typing Vampiric T into tapped out and I'm down arrowing and hitting enter to what I think is vampiric tutor but is vampiric touch I think that's how it ended up in the deck if not good on you Smitty you're playing an, a non-auto include yeah, way to go that, bud that's what we like in yeah. CCO Nation yeah good good call excellent <laughs> excellent okay artifacts five we're gonna keep flying through these artifacts very standard we have greaves boots sol ring the chain veil which is very important we'll talk about it later and a Whisper Silk Cloak, which is for the giant beaters that we talk about, we'll again come back to and talk yeah, about Yeah, I think that that's fine. If I was an asshole, I'd maybe put Grim Monolith and also Thran Dynamo in there because they go infinite with Teferi and Chainveil. Yes. But if you have a if you have a sink or a dump for infinite mana, maybe that's what you do. Sure. If you don't, eh, maybe you just leave it out. Tutors, five. We cover Demonic Tutor, Diabolic Tutor. Supposed to be Vampiric Tutor, maybe? I don't think so. I think somebody put in Vampiric Touch. I think that's real. 
I think, think that, that I deck think... is. I think it's actually in the deck. If we had the deck physically in front of us, we could leaf through it. Vampiric touch. Definitely. You know what? It's probably a vampiric tutor sharpied over vampiric touch because portal cards are hard to find. Yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that time Jesse proxied an island with a fucking island. I can't believe that's a real story. That's I can't a believe real that's a real story. thing that happened. Oh my god, that's a true goddamn story. CCO Nation. There was island, and he had like island, like sharpied over the art, and then like a number, so he knew which island he wanted. Which because he wanted the right art. Yeah, which so, good on you. I like playing the same yeah, art. Sure, but just just go get it. <laughs> Don't write a reminder text on a flipping island for it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe how much I'm laughing this episode. <laughs> Enchantments, 12. Okay, let's go through these real quick again. we got doubling season. We all know doubling season. We all know why it's here in this deck. It's going to double the counters on your Planeswalkers when they enter the battlefield. Correct. For, not, for any of the new members of CCO Nation. Correct. Not when you activate their abilities, though. Correct. That's very important. Yeah. Okay, then next up we have Genju of the Realm. It's another Wooburg enchantment. Legendary enchant land. So you enchant a land with it. Tap 2. Enchanted Land becomes a legendary 8-12 spirit creature with trample until end of turn. It's still a land. And then when it, that enchantment dies, or when the land it attached to dies, it goes back to your hand. The Neat. enchantment goes back to your hand. Correct. Yeah, it's going to be 8-12. 8-12. This random? Yeah. What's well, oh. Kamigawa? Crappy Gawa. Oh, there God. you go. <laughs> Next up, another Wooburg enchantment, Maelstrom Nexus. It gives the first spell you play every turn Cascade. So it's value, value town all day. Next up, we have Mana Reflection, double your mana. Oath of Gideon gives you two blockers, and each Planeswalker you control enters the battlefield with an additional loyalty counter. Yeah, and you know what? These Oath enchantments are legendary, and all Planeswalkers are legendary, too. Could be important in the um, suggestions portion of the show. Yes. We have Oath of Nisa, another one. It's for one green. When it comes in, you look at the top three cards of your library. You take a creature or land or planeswalker from among them, put it into your hand, and you may spend mana as though it was mana of any color. Ooh, fixer. To play, to play planeswalkers. But fix still fixing because there's still. lots of planeswalkers. It's very good. Next up, we have Prismatic Omen. Lands you control are all land types. It also makes your fetch lands tap for colors. Woohoo! Very fun. And then after that, we have the, the five vows, all of which enchant a creature. They get plus whatever, plus whatever, and an ability, and they can't attack you or a Planeswalker you control. Yeah, now, interesting, I wanted to talk about these. They all, there's one for each color. They all cost three. They all make it so you can't get attacked by the enchanted creature. That sort of is like removal. Sort of. I had a big big in this game where I got Nickel Bolist. He enchanted my big big, and I couldn't attack him. And he was the guy I wanted to attack because he had doubling season and planeswalkers. So he he effectively removed my. It was like a butcher Malakar or something. Like he effectively made him a seven seven and gave him life link. I think it was flying. Flying. He already has yeah, flying. flying. But I, yeah, yeah, I think that's what. It so was. I couldn't hit any of his planeswalkers for seven flying, which he couldn't have blocked, and it could have offed any one of his planeswalkers. They're tremendous political cards because they remove the threat from you. But make it bigger for everybody else. Yeah, like if you're especially with Smitty in that game where he's first and mm -hmm. everybody wants to take him down, no, you're being encouraged to attack with this giant creature, somebody else who may or may not have answers to kill Smitty's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now the only the, the downside about them is they're essentially sorcery speed because they're enchantments and they cost three. Mm. Not necessarily how I want to play my removal, unless it's like vindicate. Also, you can still block with them. I so, suppose, yeah. So, like, you could just leave them up and... I'm not just going to block with a 
seven seven flyer though. But when Smidge is the only thing left, and he's trying to kill you by attacking you with these giant dudes. I now suppose. that you also have giant dudes yeah. that might be bigger. And the vows, the the other use for them is you enchant your own guy, right? I yeah. got I got a series of ground and pounders, and you enchant yours with the vow of plus two plus two and flying. You just fly in with your own dude and attack me. Yep. They're all going on my Corona. Oh yeah, and my Corona deck. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, lands. He's playing thirty three lands. I think that that's a little bit light for this kind of control deck because. There's not a whole lot of search your library or any search your library for land dot card. You certainly can't miss colors. No. So the 33 land have to do work, which makes them very expensive. He's playing duels, shocks, fetches. Uh, very expensive deck as a result. Correct. And another reason why we're going back to that uh, that budget land contest package because we want to show you this is what you play. We're going to give it away to somebody. And there's one, there's one of each basic. Everything else is tapping for two colors or more. Yeah. Or is a Reliquary Tower. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a Reliquary Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smitty always plays Reliquary Tower. I think he plays it in every one of his decks. He used to play Spellbook in every deck just to spite me. And yeah. then he's like, okay, I need to actually get a use out of a card that makes me not discard. So I have to play Reliquary Tower. Fine, Ryan. <laughs> F you, Smitty. Okay. The Meat and Potatoes. Planeswalkers, 22. Oh, baby. Let's see. Who, who do we got here? Who do we got? We got four Johnnies. Four Johnnies. Is it? No, wait. One, two, three, four. There's four Johnnies. Four Johnnies. That's not even all the Johnnies. We is got it? a Johnny call. I think it might be. I think it is. I don't know anymore. If it's not, who cares? There's four fucking Johnnies. A Johnny Collar of the Pride, he makes all your dudes bigger, and then his ultimate gives you a bunch of dudes. A Johnny Goldmane, he gains you life. Makes your dudes that are in play bigger till the end of turn, and then gives you one giant guy. He works really good with himself. I really like that. The most important abilities on Planeswalkers are the ones that can generate you some kind of advantage. So when you look at one of the Ajani's says, put a plus one, plus one counter on up to one dude, right? Well, it says up to one dude because you don't have to put them on anything if you don't want to. You're just upticking Ajani. No advantage there. 28 Planeswalker abilities that grant, that generate some kind of card advantage, whether that be actual card advantage, a.k.a. kill something or put cards in hand, or virtual advantage where you up or down tick and you get tokens or blockers or right. some form of board presence. 28 instances across 22 cards, and that does not include loyalty, or sorry, doesn't include ultimates. That's just their pluses and their minuses. Ooh, so those are the abilities that you'll actually get to play with. Yes. That's pretty good. Yes, very much so. So when we talk about control deck and resource management, essentially planeswalkers in my mind are like the set it and forget it, right? Because totally. you, you play them, and while you can't forget to uptick them or downtick them, you set them down, and then you don't have to attack or block or whatever. You just uptick, 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 and reap the rewards. You have a one-time investment of three, four, five, eight mana, and that's it. And everything else in the deck is is meant to either protect them, find you more, because Planeswalkers will die, or fix your mana. Planeswalkers are kind of like equipment without that aftermarket cost. Yeah. You play it once, and then it just hangs out and gives you... They're the ultimate in value card. Every every one of them is like that, except for Tybalt, because fuck Tybalt. <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. But anyway, so I'll run through them real quick. Ajani Mentor of Heroes, Ajani Vengeant, Chandra Nalar, 
Chandra Torch of Defiance, fuck you. Elspeth Knight Errant. Elizabeth Knight Errant. Elizabeth <laughs> you Knight. You almost said it. I don't need to say her name right. Garrick Apex Predator, Garrick Wildspeaker, Jace Bellerin, Koth of the Hammer, Liliana of the Dark Realms, Liliana Vest, Nick Bolas Planeswalker, Ral Zarek, Soren Lord of Innistrad, Soren Markov, Tamio the Moon Sage, Teferi Temporal Archmage, Venture the Sojourner, Vraska the Unseen, and Xenagos the Reveler. Whoa. Zounds. We never mentioned who the commander is. Does it matter? The answer is no, but let's let's say who the commander is. <laughs> the answer is. is no, but let's say who it is anyway. This is one of those decks that's He's just played for the colors. It was only recently, within the last maybe two months, that he ever actually played him and did anything of any value with him. Yeah, there's a story that goes with that, right? Yes. We can tell it in a bit here. The, the commander is Chromat. He costs Wooberg for a 5-5. Five five. He's just a legend. I, <laughs> yeah. I think he's a dragon, but he's also got a whole slew of abilities. He's got uh, white, black, destroy target creature blocking or blocked by Chromat. Blue, red, Chromat gains flying. Black, green, regenerate Chromat. Red, white, Chromat gets plus one, plus one till end of turn. Green, blue, put Chromat on top of its owner's library. So he does a whole bunch of sometimes relevant stuff. The story behind Chromat actually helping is, I think it was JJ had something ridiculously huge, like a vulturous zombie it, yeah. or something huge. And he's swinging it's like at a seventy seventy. Yeah, swinging at Smitty for the kill. <laughs> Smitty's sitting there, and he plays Chromat so little he actually forgot what the card did. So he's looking for anything with flying. And Chromat looks like he flies. He looks like a dragon. He's got wings. He's actually an illusion. I just looked it up. And he picks him up and he looks at him. He's like, Oh, give Chromat flying. Boop, block, kill your vulturous zombie. <laughs> yeah. So and he it, he goes. He goes, yeah, he, he had Chromat in play because he just didn't have anything else to do last turn. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend two, flying. Spend two, kill your guy. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and I think that the Every, Vulture Zombie even had Trample, too. Yeah, everybody lost their shit. Yeah, it was very funny. Because yeah. like, he's had this deck for a long-ass time. Like, yeah. As long as you could have a Planeswalker deck, he's had this deck. Yeah, when he first built it, there was like four Planeswalkers in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he just keeps at, just cutting stuff and adding Planeswalkers. Yeah. So, hey, that that's good for the arc of friendship, right? That that shows that, you know, look at this, how long we've been playing. This is the evolution of the deck. He started literally with like four or five Planeswalkers in there in like a Lara block as soon as the Trilands came out. Yeah. Right? When you could actually make a good five-color deck and without spending $1,000. Good story about uh, JJ, Smitty. F.U. Joel was there. He thought it was funnier than anybody. Yeah, because yeah. Chromat's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I keep saying that he should replace Chromat with the Dragon Engine, Ramos Dragon Engine. Yeah, that's but, what he's doing. And I don't know when he's going to do that. I'm sure it's coming. Get on it, Smitty. Yeah. But for now... Chromat, and there's the story behind Chromat. Okay, so let's get into a couple more of the deck stats. Card draw spells. Card draw spells. Nine, not including Planeswalker abilities that do not draw cards. So these are the Planeswalker abilities that specifically put cards into your hand. Ooh. Nine of them. That's pretty good. That's Yeah, that's, it's, it's that's on par. I mean, you, you're going to want like eight to ten or eleven card draw spells in a normal deck, right? That's pretty standard, yeah. Targeted removal, including Planeswalker abilities. Now, this includes ultimates, because I wanted the mass removal section to include ultimates. Right. Right? So, targeted removal cards and Planeswalker abilities, 21. Nice. Sounds like a control deck. Yeah. It can just off anything whenever it wants, as long as it's a sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Mass removal, seven, including Planeswalker abilities. Also pretty good? Yeah, also pretty good. I expected it to be higher, but he's only running Wrath of God, and the other effects are Planeswalker abilities. Yes. And that includes, um, like, 
Chandra abilities or whatever that deal to each creature yeah, or flame wave or whatever it is or the, the Elspeth that you minus to kill everything that has toughness four or greater oh no he's only playing one Elspeth in the deck he's not playing he's not Sun's Elspeth. champion yeah. I'm, I think that he should that's the best one I think he should play the uh, the wrathing one yes it's, yeah. it's annoying but I mean it's it's, a, it's keeps, the best one <laughs> it keeps people off all of your super friends super friends Flip. see what we did there and this deck is even more irritating now because he's playing like the four of Johnny's and they're not legendary anymore, so you can actually have all four of them. They're they're legendary, so you can only have one of any one of them, but the Planeswalker uniqueness rule doesn't exist anymore, so you can have two of Johnny's at the same time. Yeah. Flip. Yeah, worst. Heck. <laughs> Heck, Heck that. Yeah. <laughs> Ramp spells, five. This is where it's a little bit low, I think, and this includes Planeswalker abilities and it includes Maelstrom Nexus, which I don't know if you count because it costs Wooburg. If you don't have ramp or fixing, I mean, he's got fixing. If you don't have ramp to get to your Maelstrom Nexus, which gives your first spell of your turn cascade. Well, that doesn't get you land anyway. <clears throat> no, but if you cast, okay, so you got five mana to cast Maelstrom Nexus. Yeah. Next turn, if you don't have a land drop, or if you do, you have five or six mana, you cast your five or six drop into your next lower down spell yeah, I guess because Cascade it kind of acts as a ramp spell because it's going to give you more than one card it's valuing you yeah okay all yeah right. it's valuing you but if you don't have ramp to get there in the first place with 33 land I think it might need a little bit of adjusting sure it's midi mana rocks and dorks six so total of 11 things to get you ramp or mana I think just a smitty thing this is the thing about him as I think you can tell if you look at the list or listen to us talk about it, which you're doing. He built, he crams his decks full of the stuff that he wants to play and doesn't necessarily always look at things like ramp. Huh. It's kind of a... He's, he's relying more on the wizard's support of EDH to keep power creep and mana costs trending down, mm -hmm. where he'll just use that 4-mana 12-12 that draws you a card. It gets printed in two years, as <laughs> yeah. opposed to playing a Kudama's Reach right now. It's just how we build stuff, and you can tell by looking at this. I th and I think I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Absolutely is not. I think that the variance in gameplay is very high when, when you build it that way, because it's like you're going to hit your one, two, three, four, five land drops just naturally, organically, or and you're going to have a very powerful board presence and hand. Or you're going to, you know, hit lands one, two, and then miss, miss, miss. There's land three or four on turn like six or seven. Very polarized gameplay, and which isn't, which is good. That's what we want. That's we, why we started the show. We do talk about that. We talk about unique gameplay experiences, but there's nothing fun about missing land drops. No, you never want to be. <laughs> you never want to be mana hosed. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, add three land to this deck and whatever. I I think so. Races. I think thirty three land is. A good starting point. I mean, I mean it, mathematically, a third of the land, the th a third of the deck is land. So you're, yeah, you know, usually, usually you're sitting at like, uh, well, traditional magic in in tournament play, like back in the day, it was twenty four land, right? Yep. Like in limited, seventeen land. It used to be commander start with forty land. That's what you do. That's trended downwards with the downward converted mana cost, downward trend in converted mana cost. Trying not to say trend there five times. <laughs> you don't need as many land now as you did three years ago, four years ago playing Commander because A, yeah, Wizards is printing powerful stuff that costs less that you want to play because they're pushing you to play it because it's powerful. Yep. 
And also, we're just choosing things that cost less. Yeah. Would you have seen Brainstorm and Commander four years ago? Hell no. 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 Would somebody have randomly said, like like Smitty did, hey, let's put Ponder in this deck to smooth some stuff out because I'm only playing 33 land. Because I want to play 22 Planeswalkers. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to put Ponder in. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think that Ponder's a bad include. I don't either. Right. It's, it's for, a little strange exactly in this, this deck. Reason. It's a little weird because there's only one of it. Like there's a Ponder. Usually you want Ponder, Brainstorm, Preordain, Opt. Pre- exactly. All of those one mana card selection type spells. On this subject, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story. I'm gonna tell a story. I I was walking my dog a little while ago and I was thinking about Explorers of Ixalan, new set coming out. Yep. And all the cool new dinosaurs that are coming out. Uh huh. And I made myself so goddamn angry. <laughs> because Wait, you made yourself angry? Yeah. On our, on our last episode, we talked about how Commander is such a good supported format, and I really like the pre-con packages that they're giving us, and it's really great. But something that really bugs me is in the new actual sets, you can point and say, EDH card. And when you actually look at the card and think to yourself, holy shit, is this better than every other thing that's ever been printed, ever, in and this it, color pairing. And it just pisses me off. In what goddamn universe should there be a 6-6 six, six for 6 that swings and lets you play spells off the top of your opponent's library for free? That should not exist. That but is... it does. Because EDH, and they want EDH players to buy their fucking product, and here's this red dinosaur that everybody wants, including me, because I want to put it in Grimlock, and I want to put it as a commander of a red deck that I'm going to use to ruin people's lives. Yes. For six. They are, they're, they're pushing. I've heard a theory. Wizards got um, a new CEO. He comes. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. He comes in and says, <laughs> he comes in and says, what are the most uh, valuable portions of this brand? And, and all of their de- designers, developers, corporate managers say, well, you know, lots of people play limited. Okay. Lots of people play limited. Okay. Standard is what sells packs. Okay. Um, what do people play other than that? Well, Commander. And how many Commander releases do you do? Once a year. How many other releases do you do? Well, five, six, eight other releases in 2017. Why are you only doing one Commander one? Well, you know, that's because, you, know, you know, it drives sales standard, whatever, right? All the big retailers have to crack packs to sell singles for standard players. Okay, start putting Commander in every single set, every single one, every single new addition to the to, to to magic is going to be a commander product and it's all going to be the top end or super rare mythic rare and everything else is going to be designed for limited and standard right like it's it's so polarized like this is your limited and standard stuff because it's the same stuff the stuff that's good and limited is by and large good and standard and vice versa and everything else is for commander nothing else is for anything else and every so often something will sneak into a legacy deck or yeah a exactly deck or and, and and people make the oh well what about fatal push it was designed for modern okay that's the only f- that's the only example yeah. that anybody has been able to give me and I've had this conversation both with our play group with you yeah. online on Facebook I've had this conversation with many people, and Fatal Push is the only example that people can give me. Look, I'm, I'm not ragging on Wizards. I don't want it to sound negative. But no, no. I, I do agree that they're pushing us, and we talked about this when Ixalan came out, where yeah. it's like, okay, here's what you play. Here's the dinosaurs that you wanted. We're going to make them all super powerful. You have to play them, 
or, or, or you're not going to be able to be competitive in Commander unless you play actual competitive Commander where you're jamming 17 copies of Brainstorm and all of its yeah. equivalents. Yeah. That's the other way that you play Commander. There's none of this in-between where you can just play the, the Rorix Blade Wings or the, you know, the Zombie Tribal deck or whatever. That That's not going to cut it anymore because you either have these decks with this huge top end or decks that'll kill you on turn two or three. Social contract, blah blah blah. Yep. You have to you have to take into account that you and your playgroup want to play a certain type of game, yep. and maybe it's just on us now to say this is what we want to play. Which is what we do. And you look at this deck, which is pretty powerful in our group when we're playing kind of fun decks, and that I think it's pretty on point. Yeah, this deck would be insane if it had like a crazy ramp package or a crazy like mana fixing package, but it doesn't. Yep. So it's it would it, be a Traxa if it did. Yeah. I've seen this deck fall apart without land drops. I've seen it. Yeah. So have you. Like it's, it's, yeah, yeah. And that's cool. That's variance, and that's that's what you want. I guess CCO Nation, let us know what you think. There will be people that disagree. There will be people that play these other formats where me and Brando don't as much anymore, and you're going to have a different opinion or the same opinion. Yeah. There's going to be people who aren't part of CCO Nation that are going to tear me apart on Twitter again because they like all of the new stuff that's coming out, and I like it too. That Zakama, the the nine Zakama, nine nine guy that untaps all your lands, excellent. I it came out and I hated it, but now I love it because there's not really any way to break it. Yeah, he untaps all your lands, but you're not in the colors that are going to combo with that, yeah. right? Like okay, play it with um, Mycosynth Lattice so you can just pay green two and blow everything up. Like cool, make infinite mana. Cool, that's what decks are already doing. Yeah, you're going to pay nine to do it. And then do it on the same turn because you're going to untap all your lands. But I'm just going to do it for like six with Teferi. Or I'm going to do it for three with Animar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's already stuff doing what this guy's doing. So um, what I don't like about it is everything else that goes in the same deck, that same Zakama deck, is all that huge top end stuff that if I'm just playing a normal deck, I'm not going to be able to compete with. Anyway, where, where were we? Jeez. Uh, see you next week. Yes. <laughs> on the next episode. No, no, no. no. Let's go into how to play the deck a little bit. We yeah. talked about the stats. We talked about what's in it. Yeah. Now, we could say how we would play the deck, or I suppose we should we talk about how we would do it, or should we talk about how Smitty does it? Well, I think I think for the most part, it's pretty easy, and I just want to run down, not, not easy to play because there's lots of nuance to it, but yes. this is by and large how it works. Turn one and two, ramp. You've got six opportunities on turn one and two. That's 36% in your opening hand plus... The, the couple extras that you have on turn two. So you're going to have ramp, man, one out of three games. Pretty good. That's okay. It's okay. Could use a little bit more though. Ten. Ten opportunities to ramp on turn one gets you 50% chance to ramp on turn one. Pretty good. Right? So if you had ten ways to generate mana on turn one, ten rocks or dorks, on turn two you're going to have three mana, one out of every two games. And there's three drop planeswalkers in here. Yeah. So I think that's important. Set up for turn three. That's the main thing, right? You can tutor, boots, prismatic omen, lots of different plays on turn two. Yes. So turn two, you're typically going to have action, but in this deck, you got 12 three drops, 13 four drops. Ooh. Right? So turn three, if you've ramped, you're going to have you're going to have a lot of action, right? Actually, I if you look at the curve on, on tapped out on the page... You can actually see, like, it goes, it's like steps. A few ones, a few more twos, a few more threes, a few more fours. Tops out at five, and then it just drops off. Drops off, yeah. For the exception of just a couple cards. Yes. And when you see a curve like that, that it goes up, 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 drops off, I think the bottom step 
has to be ramp. It has to be. You have to have one drop ramp spells. Yes. Because if you can turn your turn five into your four and turn four into your turn three, because you have such a density at four and five. The other way around. You want to turn your turn three into your turn four. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, if you can do that, you're going to be in a good in, in good shape, right? Because typically decks have the uh, the most density at the three and four drop slot. If your density now is at the four and five drop slot, you're uh, you're going to be more powerful if you can make your five drop where their four drop is. No, contra- on paper, that is all true. Everything you said is absolutely true. Now, in real life, watching Smitty play this deck, I would have never, ever guessed that he had that little ramp in it. Oh, yeah? Just because the Planeswalkers provide you so much kind of... Value. Incremental Con- value. Continued is, value. Yeah, it, it never goes away. They don't stop. It just... Always going up, always giving you something. So it kind of lets him get more out of the cards that he has yeah. to find more stuff to play you, or you to miss, do. You miss your sixth land drop, but you can tick up, tick up, tick up, tick up four planeswalkers. Yeah, you can find you can you can find your sixth land drop, make three guys, draw a card, untap two land to play a bigger thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Garrick and Chandra in this deck are houses because yeah. they untap or give you more mana, right? Yeah, they're they're crazy. So I guess turn four to turn X, whatever that is, that's where you want to be. Yep. And to get there, ramp as soon as you can. Or card draw. I mean, we talked about Ponder. We talked about Worldly Council. We didn't talk about Jace Bellerin. Blue, blue, one, plus one, draw a card. Everybody draws a card. Oh, yeah, plus one, everybody draws a card. Minus one, you draw a card. Minus, like, what, ten? It's plus two, everybody draws a card. Minus one, you draw a card. Minus 10, target player mills, like, 20. And he's got three loyalty. So you tick him up, everybody draw a card to five to kind of keep him alive because on turn two or three when he hits, nobody's going to have a five drop or a five attacker. If you ever ultimate this Planeswalker in EDH, take the card out of the sleeve, rip it in half, and eat it. (laughs) Okay? Because you're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like we didn't do with Moonlight Bargain one time. That totally happened. Yeah. Well, Moonlight Bargain. Okay, so after turn four, maybe we want to get into the what I say are questionable includes. So he's got some big creatures here that I think are meant to finish the game, but I, I don't know if I like them. I think I might like the Planeswalker path to finish the game. Okay, let's take a look at some of them real fast. We'll just put them in there. Avacyn, Angel of Hope. This one I like. 8-8 eight, eight for 8. Flying Vigilance, Indestructible. Other permanents you control have Indestructible. Doesn't help your Planeswalkers. But, but it makes them indestructible. Well, they can still have loyalty taken count, loyalty counters taken off of them, and then they die. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you can't destroy them, but you can still kill them. Next up, we have Dread. He's a 6-6 six, six for 6 with fear. Whenever a creature deals damage to you, destroy it. And if he goes to your graveyard, uh, you shuffle him back in. Yeah. Now, good, good sounding card, but black, black, black in the mana cost, just like um, Avacyn was white, white, white in the mana cost. With Dread, though, I'm not going to attack Smitty. I'm going to attack his Planeswalkers. Yeah. So Dread doesn't actually kill my guy. It actually encourages you to to, to focus your fire where it should probably be going, which is on his damn Planeswalkers. Yeah. Because without his Planeswalkers, he's a sitting duck. Yeah, and a loser. Yeah. So what do we got after that? We got Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight. I hate this flipping card. She is a 5-5. Five, five, for four red, white, white, 
It's another crazy mana cost. Yeah. Flying first strike, if a source would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent that opponent controls, it deals double that damage instead. But if a source would deal damage to you or a creature you control, it deals half that much damage. So that's okay for protecting your planeswalkers, and some planeswalkers also deal damage as their ability. Correct. So not not terrible, but she's a 5-5, five, five, and you don't have a whole bunch of other creatures that are doing the swinging for you. Yeah. Right? So, it's I one of those know. things that encourages people to attack elsewhere, because, oh, see, we're giving you value. But at the same time, it's like, if I kill everybody else... Now I'm going to have to deal with that thing alone. Mm-hmm. So it focuses the attention. In that game we talked about from the other week, she played this, or he played this, and it was all about killing her. Mm-hmm. It totally took all the focus away from everything else. We have to kill this because it's going to cause all of us to die. So I guess uh, maybe that's why it's in the deck. Maybe it's another like hatred-focusing thing. Yeah. Who knows? I, you know what I like? Um Jumping ahead, Edric, Spy Master of Trest, does the same thing, not in the deck. I think Gisela could be replaced by Edric to get that you guys attack and I'll draw cards, or 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 you can attack and draw cards from hitting each other, but you're not going to attack and draw cards when you attack me. So it yeah. defers people from attacking you, yeah, but lets it, them attack, kind of like the vows. And it's less threatening. Yes. It's less of a blatant threat. Next, Coming up next in our, our finisher creatures, I like her. I like this one. And I'm glad she's around. Joyra of the Gitu. She's a 2-2 two, two for one blue-red. Two, exile a non-land card from your hand. It gains suspend four. Now, suspend is you put whatever number of... Co- you remove something from the game, put whatever number of counters on it, and then every upkeep, you remove one counter from it until you have removed all counters from it, and then you play the spell. For free. For free. So it's it's pretty cool. It's a good way of, like, early on in the game, if somebody's going to make you wheel your hand or get rid of something that you like. Or, or if you don't have eight mana to cast Nickel Bolas Planeswalker. Yeah, you can just essentially cast them for two. Yep. Which is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, you, people can see it coming. They can prepare counter magic, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's two. And if nobody counters it, I've seen They're going to jo- eat a whole bag of dicks. I've seen Joyra beat wholesale ass. Yeah, she's she's a good deck. She's a deck all in her own right. What else do we got? We got Maelstrom Archangel, another Wooberg thing. She's a 5-5 five, five for Wooberg, flying. Whenever Maelstrom Archangel deals combat damage to a player, you may play a non-land card from your hand for free. I like that one, too. Very cool. And I also like Maelstrom Wanderer, the guy that has Cascade, Cascade. 7-5 five, for 5, blue, red, green. Creatures you control have haste. Less relevant in this deck, yeah. but the Cascade Cascade is yeah. pretty big time. Those two I like, and I like Maelstrom Wanderer um, for the same reason I like Maelstrom Nexus, gives you free cards, and um, Maelstrom Archangel gives you free cards. No, we, I, I guess if it says Maelstrom, you're getting free cards. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we, all, we talked about Sun Titan already. Here's a loose include that I don't really like. It's Progenitus. It's a 10-10 for white, white, blue, blue, old, black, black, red, red, green, green. Old pierogi tits. Old pierogi tits. He has protection from everything, and if you'd be put into a graveyard from anywhere, you shuffle him back into your library. I d- EDH has too many sweepers to make him good, because he's just a 10-10. You know what I like about him, though, is if you get him and you play him, if Smitty changes to Ramos, he's better. Yeah. And he is, ultimately, if you cast um, Conflux, 
he's whatever color you're missing to tutor for. You can always you can always use your eight mana spell to tutor for a ten mana spell. Yes, Smitty hard cast him the other day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we're talking about eh, there's not enough land or ramp and blah blah blah. Guys hard casting brogy tits. Hard casting fucking brogy tits. Yeah, that's that's some stuff. I just don't because he gets wrathed. He gets and there's yeah. lots of wraths. And yeah, that's a thing. All right, he's easy to get and he's a four pump chump. Yeah, like it's still t- he's. And if you've gained any life, now he's a five pump chump. Do you think you're there's a table in the world that's going to let you attack five times with a creature this big and not wrap the board? <laughs> it will never happen. Speaking of creatures that are too big, we have a vulturous zombie. He's a 3-3 three, three for five, two, one of which is green, one of which is black. Flying, whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. We talked about him earlier with that JJ versus yeah, Smitty Yeah, I, I like this guy too just because he is gigantic and already has evasion. Yes, he's very good. Yeah. He's he's an excellent card. If you're not playing him in your deck and you can, he's a really good include. He's a solid include, and he's cheap. He's yeah. like 40 cents. I like him, and um, the guy from Commander 2014 in the Marin deck, uh, Maz- Mazurik. Mazurik. Yeah, yeah, him too. Whenever you sacrifice, dudes get bigger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then the last one, I have no idea why this is in here. We have Terio Reckoner of Souls. She's a 3-7 seven for 7, three of which are the Mardu colors. She has flying and vigilance. Tap. Choose a creature at random from your graveyard, and then put it back in back into play. If it was a non-land permanent and put it back into play, I could see why it's in here. Absolutely. You randomly get Planeswalker back. Yeah, and I mean you don't have that many creatures, but two of them get shuffled back into your library when they go to the graveyard, mm-hmm. and one of them can't die. It needs to get exiled. That's Avison. Yeah. And then the other ones are dorks that you probably won't need because you've paid seven for Terriel, so you're probably already doing okay. Yep. So there's no reason for her to be here, I don't think. Badass art, though. Yes. Excellent. But yeah, I would hang that in my living room. Yeah, I probably would, too. Yeah. That's really nice. Yep. Maybe that's why it's in there. Good Smitty, on you. let us know. Good on you. I think, talking about those four, five, six creatures, whatever there is, there's some definite missing cards in here when, from a Planeswalker sp- perspective. What about if you're playing Nick Bolas, if you can afford to play Nickel Bolas mana-wise, why not Ugin? Same converted mana cost. Yeah. Just as powerful. Ugin might even be more powerful and easier to cast than Nick Bolas because he's colorless. Yeah, that's for sure. If what you want about... to be a real douchebag, you can play Karn too. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I didn't put Karn in my thing. Regardless, Cure the Crashing Wave lets you draw a card and play another land. She's got an explorer on her. So yep. she's both a planeswalker and a ramp and card draw spell. Excellent. And some of her ultimates are pretty. Isn't that the one that gives you a whole bunch of octopuses? Yes. Yeah. The 8-8 eight, eight octopus or serpents or whatever the hell they I are. I think squids, secret. I think they're octopuses. It doesn't matter, but very good. They're she's giant 8-8s cool that are going to yeah. beat wholesale ass tentacle style. Yes. Jace the Mind Sculptor, pretty pricey, but definitely good card. Best yeah. Planeswalker, I think. Mm-hmm. Elspeth Sun's Champion. Mentioned her earlier on in the show. She gives you three one ones. She wraths the board. She gains your life. She does it all. Yep. Destroys non-token creatures. Is that what she does? Something like that. Yeah. She's good. She costs six, though, which is more than the four that the Elspeth that Smitty is playing costs. We, well, we could cut uh, Liliana of the Dark Realms for her. Liliana of the Dark Realms, yes, because yeah. she gives you Swamp, 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 Swamp. Yeah. What the hell are you going to do with that? Swamp, 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 you don't play Dread? Because oh. we're going to cut Dread for something else anyway. Absolutely we are. Yeah. Okay. Soren Grim Nemesis. We're going to give him a read. Soren Grim Nemesis is a six loyalty planeswalker for four white black. 
Plus one, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to its converted mana cost. Holy That's f- card draw and um, mass burn. Holy shit. Or mass drain, I guess. Minus X, Soren Grim Nemesis deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker, and you gain X life. Removal. Dang. Minus nine, put a number of black vampire knight creature tokens with lifelink onto the battlefield equal to the highest life total among all players there's your win con jesus yes he's very good and you could use the old like first to johnny to give them all plus one plus one and vigilance yes and then attack with them yes and you could use the minus ability from the um three mana nissa to give them all plus one plus one counters as well yeah and you could use Atraxa at the end of the turn to make them all even bigger. If you wanted to play Atraxa in this deck. Yes. Because you're which, a scumbag. Which I think you do. You probably do, if you're a scumbag. I bet you Smitty puts Atraxa in this deck. Probably he's a scumbag. Yeah. Okay, so there's just just to round it out, because we're crunched for time, Sarkin Unbroken, Dak Faden, Nicobolus God Pharaoh, Tamiel Field Researcher, all draw, creature, or all draw you some kind of card advantage. Dejero with eyes open. He's a white legend, tutors for a planeswalker. Atraxa. Bringer of the Black Dawn, Bringer of the Blue Dawn. Those are both card advantage spells that you can play for Wooberg colors instead of their actual mana cost. Deploy the Gatewatch lets you tutor for a planeswalker. No, sorry, Call of the Gatewatch lets you tutor for a planeswalker. And then the Vow Cycle. The Vow Cycle could be, let's say, uh, Cyclonic Rift and Swords to Plowshares and Terminate. And Heroes demise, vindicate, and, and yeah. yeah, all of um, all of these things that just off whatever you want. Jeez. But politically speaking, uh, maybe they're not as valuable. Mm, maybe yeah, I guess so. I mean, this is a multiplayer deck, right? We'll get into it in the spice formula, and then I guess the final suggestion that I would make is soon Smitty is going to need something to destroy the Immortal Sun from Rivals of his Ixalan. Stops all Planeswalker abilities from happening. Because <laughs> everybody's going to play that deck or card. Yeah. He's going to need something like Anguished Unmaking, Vindicate, Chaos Warp, Beast Within, Cross and Grip. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Smitty, we're rushing through your deck a little bit, but we're crunched for time now, so we're moving into... Card, card of the, the Week. week. You, you, you guys all know what the Card of the Week is. Do they know? They know. It's Vampiric Touch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to have balls to play Vampiric Touch in a deck like this. Yeah, you have to have balls to let Vampiric Touch touch your balls. Yeah. Or a vampire. Touch your balls. Yeah. Absolutely. Because their hands are really cold. Yeah, and they got long fingernails. Yeah. So it's, uh, like we say, we already went over it. It's a sorcery. Three mana. 17 cents. Like a dollar Canadian. Get them. Get them. Play them in your black decks. It's in this deck, so it must be good. Absolutely. Take it to Value Town, baby. I'm sure you can find some sweet uses for that. I wonder if it's on the reserve list. Reserve list buyout. Vampiric Touch. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Milk list? Milk list. So the milk list is, as per EDHREC.com, a list of all of the most played cards in each color pairing. Today, Wooberg. So Wooberg. in converted mana cost order, zero drop slot. Mana Crypt? No. Soul Ring at one. Yep. Demonic Tutor at two. Yes. Chromatic Lantern at three. No. Smitty, you're killing me. Wrath of God at four. No. Place Day of Judgment. Marari's Wake at five. Nope. Teneb at six. Nope. Atarka World Render at seven. Nope. Nicobolus Planeswalker at eight. There we go. There it is. Bringer of the Black Dawn. Hey, I suggested that. Yeah, but no, he doesn't play it though. Dang it. Dragon Tyrant at ten. Nope. Ulamog at eleven. Nope. It the Betrayed at twelve. Nope. Emmercool at thirteen. Nope. Dinkmouth Infusion at fourteen. <laughs> 
damn it. Sm- no. Smitty, how come you're not playing it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A Toxon worm at, at no. 15? No. Draco at 16. No. No. Three milkless matches. It's pretty good. Good on you. Solid. I like that. Okay. We're going to go into, just real quick, Brando's giving me the look, strengths not- and weaknesses, and I want to run down them real quick because... I think I think people really like Planeswalker decks. They really do. They like Planeswalkers ever since they were invented in 2007 in Lorwyn. They and There's a damn good reason why Atraxa became instantly the number one commander yep. in Commander. I was just going to go there is yeah. because you have access to all the four best Planeswalker colors because red is the weakest in the Planeswalker department and Atraxa lets you do what you want to do. Correct. Yeah. So I guess repeatable advantage, Swiss yeah. Army Knife of decks. Yes. Right? We talk about all the different abilities. I mean, 22 Planeswalkers, if they only had three, three abilities, abilities each, each. That's, that's like, like over 60 different abilities. Yeah, so it means that one card is like playing three cards, and that's lots of fun. You know what? I think that, oh, 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 Vampiric Touch is Soren Markov's plus ability. That must be why it's in the deck. Yeah, okay. It's flavor. Yeah. Wow, there's some spice right there. It's like a bay leaf. Yeah, very much so. I like that. It's like, uh, um, it's on theme. Yeah. Okay, Okay, sweet. There we go. Okay, it makes sense. Okay, full suite of vowels for protection. They don't slow the game down. They actually speed it up. And our removal. Pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Access to five colors. Definitely a strength. You can play all of the best cards when people start to play the Immortal Sun. Yep. (laughs) You can play whatever you want to kill it. Challenges the opponents to interact on a different axis. Yeah. Brando removal is less effective against this deck because there's a lot of other things that I have to get rid of first. Yeah. Okay. Weaknesses. It's kind of slow. Yes. Need way more ramp or it needs to be a Traxa to be faster. Yes. Yeah. Or find doubling season sooner, which would mean more tutors, which would mean less spicy. Correct. Five color mana base, either slow or expensive. Same thing that I just said. Lots of hate. Yes. Lots of hate. Everybody hates playing against planeswalkers because they don't let you do what you want to do, which is attack people yep. to win. You have to attack planeswalkers, which means the player of said planeswalkers doesn't die. And in some cases, they also slow the game down because you're waiting for all these goddamn planeswalkers. I got to find a swamp. And I gotta find a thing, and I gotta put a thing on top of my yeah, deck. Everybody yeah. draw a card, and then a lot of this. Oh, son yeah. of a bitch, yeah, just play yeah, a creature yeah, and pass yeah. the turn. Okay, to that point, I guess, despite playing the vows and path that doesn't slow the game down and is removal, they do have a lack of early game and a lack of removal, like proper removal, right? Yes. Lack of board wipes. Because you're trying to cram so many planeswalkers, right? Strengths and weaknesses, if you're looking to play a deck like this, just make sure you are aware of those things. Spice calculator? Spice calculator. Okay. At the time of the show notes, 572 Chromat decks. Chromat's the kind of guy like, uh, Chromat's the type of guy that, you know, you go to his page on edhrec.com and it's like, oh, every vow, every planeswalker, every, you know, five color card right next to Chromat is... Corona, right next to that, Horde of Notions, right next to that, Reaper King. They all kind of have the same deck. Five color cards, every removal, every wrath, every vow, every Maelstrom Nexus. You know what I mean? Yep. He is the ninth most popular Wooburg commander. Good on you, Smitty. You made the second row. That's at least worth a spicy. Absolutely. It's worth worth a point. Ramos is even less spicy, though, or less uh, less popular. Oh, yeah? Only for now, though. He's still pretty new. I guess. But uh, I guess good on you for building Ramos, because... Yeah, he's got less builds. Average CMC, 4.1. Pretty high. Very high. Critical turn, 5. Max that category out because the deck is slow. Optimal game size. Oddly enough, despite attracting hate, the deck, I think, gets better when you play more people. Yes. Because you're just going to get more advantage off of an additional opponent. 
and you'll have more uh, people who could possibly be a bigger threat than you. Because another thing about Planeswalkers is yeah. some of them are innocuous. Nobody attacks Jace Bellerin because like, ooh, I'm drawing a card every turn. Yay! You know what? They never think you're also drawing a card. My card was that forest I wanted, and yours was Nick Bolas, God Pharaoh, or yeah. Karn, or some other horrible thing. That's going to give you repeated, repeated, repeated advantage. Yeah, it's going to punish you forever. Yeah. So uniqueness rating, despite all uh, the the hate I just gave the five color generals on EDHREC.com, Smitty's list is 35 cards different than the average Chromat list on it's EDHREC. It's pretty good, and. I guess when you take into account the five tutors he's playing, you plug all the numbers into the spice calculator, beep, boop, 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 37 spicy. It's okay. Okay, We've most had most of that is less spicy. Absolutely, most of those, most of the drop there comes from the tutors. Yeah, if you take all the tutors out, I mean, you're still only be at forty something. You're sorry, you're at fifty seven with no tutors. Yeah, but I think going back to what I just said about um, doubling season, it's like the yeah. most powerful card of the deck. Yeah, you're not taking that out. You're not. You want to find it. You want to find it. So I mean, maybe maybe you sacrifice the spicier, the unique gameplay experience by adding tutors to find your most powerful card because it's it's what let him win the other night against me. Correct. Right? Yeah. No, I hear I hear that. CCO Nation, let us know what you think of our friend Smitty's deck. Let us know changes, includes, excludes, blatant omissions. Yeah. Um, let us know if you run Vampiric Touch in a deck because it's great. It's the best card. It's definitely the most powerful card we've talked about in at least three weeks. Yeah, I'm going to be watching it on... Um, mtgstocks.com to yeah. see if the price jumps. It's going up. Yeah, it's, it's from Portal. Yeah. Buy it out. Get them now while they're a buck. Yeah. Certainly don't go to the Onslaught spoiler list and look up Siphon Life or Siphon Soul. Don't go to Legends and get Siphon Soul. Don't get Siphon Soul from any set. Get Vampiric Touch. Yeah, Vampiric Touch is way better. Yep, goes in... Um, any deck that plays Soren. Y- yeah, and it goes into any Vampire Tribal deck too. Absolutely, because it says yeah. the word Vampire on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> final <laughs> so, thoughts of the day? Final thoughts of the day. There we have it. Our very first friend list. It actually tells you a lot about Smitty's build style. He does build things kind of to theme, which I really appreciate, like Planeswalker theme, extra pl- extra attack step theme. Uh, I think he had an exalted oh, yeah, he, yeah, theme. Oh, yeah, he's got, he's got that too. Yeah, yeah. He builds lots of stuff like that, and it's really illustrated in this, which I think is probably his most powerful and most irritating deck. Uh, let us know what you think about it. We're going to be on to... Uh, Who's next? Joe. Joe Joe. Joe Mama. Is on next with his uh, less spicy list. More competitive, I would say. Yeah, he's a dick. He's kind of a penis. But we are still friends with him, so we will talk about his deck on the next episode of the Friendship Arc on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.